0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right Podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right Podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lund's and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright and I approve this message. Hey, what's going on, peeps? This is the sports governor, Vince Wright, and I am here to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. That's right. As you know, my show comes to you on the Pigskin Podcast Network, and they are our network sponsors. DraftKings Sportsbook, the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin, my friends. Get ready for the new NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. But bet just $5, people. $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. $200 in free bets, people. One more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the the thrill of DraftKings. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if the team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what do you got to do? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code T-P-P-N, again that's T-P-P-N, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code T-P-P-N only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now let's get to the show.
1: Are you ready?
0: Oh, hell yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. You like that? You like that? Out to Edwards, left angle, three on the way, yeah! Anthony Edwards, the number one pick in the draft, drains the triple to put the Wolves up two with two minutes left to play.
2: This pitch is lined to left center field, Byron to his right, running, diving,
0: and makes a spectacular catch! Lost one out near side. All right, my friends, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room here at the Governor's Estate, somewhere in the East Metro. Ooh, whoops, sorry about that. When you're doing it yourself, sometimes you have a little fuck up. Anyway, Vince Wright, the sports governor, I am so happy to be back with everybody on the Sports Done Right Podcast, coming to you live, man. Oh, so much to get into. It's the Big Ten Preview Show, folks. We got to talk about Nebraska blowing another one possession game already. Can Northwestern do something? What about our Gophers? Welcoming the former King of the Hill, Jerry Kill, back to Minnesota tomorrow with his New Mexico State team. We're going to talk about the Gophers. Is this the year they finally take the Big Ten West? Stay tuned, people. On the eastern side of the conference, it's all about Ohio State. Even though you got Michigan sitting there going, hey, we beat these fools last year. We ain't going nowhere. However, do we really need two quarterbacks? Coach Harbaugh? I don't know. So much to get into. But first, and I'm going to get right into this, people want to thank my sponsors, Cultivated CBD, 7th Avenue Pizza, folks, two of the best products out there for the pain relief, for sleep, anxiety, Cultivated CBD, great new gummies, uh, the THC, Delta Eight, Delta Nines, everything you need, they have, and for the best frozen pizza in the state of Minnesota, as far as I'm concerned, baby, you know it, you love it, it is 7th Avenue Pizza, the Nelson family, oh, man the sauce the toppings what more can i say and of course we're on the pigskin podcast network baby just take a look at the website we got shows for college football all the pro teams covered man what what else can i say shout out to my family over there at the Maze media labs and um let's listen i'm gonna get right to it because my man jelani bode joined us uh taped this interview a couple days ago Now, Jelani, even though he lives in Atlanta now, he is all things Michigan. Wolverines, Lions, not so much the Spartans, but he's going to give us a quick thought or two on them. Now, this interview actually ran pretty long because once me and Jelani start chopping it up, we always kind of go long. Uh, Old friend of the show, old podcast brother of mine. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this interview first and, you know, we'll talk about it afterwards um, real quick I just wanted to get into a couple things on the Vikings real quick here. And again, this is Vince Wright, your host on the Sports Done Right podcast here. Oh, what am I saying? Big news. A week from Friday. A week from Friday, yours truly, the sports governor, will be on Green Bay's number one sports show with my main man, the rookie. He reached out. We're going to be on WDUZ's morning show A week from this Friday, so not this Friday, the following week. Trust me, you'll hear more about it, but man, it is going to be fantastic. I am taking over the Green Bay Airways with the Rookie. It is going to be stellar. And again, shout out to him, my friend Lisa, Rookie's wife, um, for reaching out. And we got to get Rookie back on on our podcast as well. He was on, uh, um, was it the beginning of last year? It may have been when we were talking about the Packers game. But anyway, man, I am blessed and highly honored and can't wait to do that. So let's get into this interview. It's about 36 minutes, so I just want to get right to it. Um, But, oh, of course, I'm all over the place here. I'm so eager. Vikings, Kellen Mond wave, Sean Mannion wave. Thank God, Mannion's wave. Cleveland picked up on Kellen Mond, so he's off with the Browns now. Rumor has it Vikings want to keep Mannion on the practice squad. Why, I don't know, but that's up to them. Oh, well, Vikings um, also got uh, Jalen Rieger from the Eagles, a nice wide receiver pickup. He was actually drafted a spot or two, or I think, yeah, a spot or two before justin jefferson so this may be a little blessing in disguise i know the vikings and article i saw in the in the morning paper said they were looking at possibly looking him at him for punt returns kickoff returns as well so another option there um other than that man vikings getting ready for green bay here we're going to get into that obviously hugely next week when we get into it Uh, more hardcore Vikings coverage with the big game, with the border battle coming up here. And, of course, my appearance in uh, Green Bay on their radio station over there as well. So, All right, let's get to this here. When I come back, again, we got the Big Ten preview coming up after the interview, and we will go from there. So, again, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Here is my main man, Jelani Bodie, host of the Wait a Minute Show. Make sure you're checking out his show and podcast on all major streaming services as well. So here we go, Jelani Bodie with the sports governor, Vince Wright. All right, everybody, we are back with the one and only Jelani Bodie, the host of the Wait a Minute show, Um, homeboy to Lopan, my main man. And Jelani is, you know, like I said in the tweets and everything, he's all thing Michigan, Detroit, Michigan Wolverines, uh, not a big Spartans dude, but oh, we'll touch on that with him here. You know, the Gophers opener for the Big Ten season. So, Jelani, thank you for joining us on Sports Done Right, my man. How you been?
2: I'm good, Vince. Thanks for, thanks for having me
0: on. All right, brother. So, again, Jelani is the host of the Wait a Minute Show. Make sure you're checking out his show on all major streaming podcast services as well. All right, man. So, the Detroit Lions, Jelani. Now, here's the weird thing because I always say – You know, as much crap as people love to heap on the, you know, the franchise, they actually play the Vikings tough. So whenever we play Detroit, you know, I don't look at it as, hey, this game's an automatic win or anything like that. But, you know, as we approach the 2022 season for your team, let's talk about it. So let's start with the quarterback and the situation there, you know. If Jared Goff goes down, what's the answer? I mean, there's a couple backups fighting it out right now that nobody's really ever heard of. Or do you think maybe a backup quarterback isn't even on that roster yet?
2: Uh, Well, for right now, yeah, the backup quarterback is on on the roster. uh, Looking and and just watching how Dan Campbell operates, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't see him. Really just trying to bring some you know someone else in uh at this junction, I think he's just really going to look at tim boyle or david Blau. Uh, it looked like Tim Boyle might be uh in the mix, but david you know he he had that that uh that problem with fumlin uh week one of the preseason he came back right. um, you know uh, re- uh what's the word I'm looking for uh not restored, but he um
0: kind of rebounded uh, a little bit. Uh,
2: yeah, he rebounded, you know, from that. Um, uh, so that, that helped out, mm-hmm. but I, I would say if Jared Goff goes down, uh, not, yeah, we'll have a backup quarterback, but will, will they be able to run the offense, you know, like, like they would with, with Jared Goff? I don't think so, you know, uh, and, and Dan Campbell is probably really not going to go out there and, and find someone else out in free agency or to to make a trade at, at mm-hmm. that point because, you know, the, the story, if you watch Hart Knox, he's been selling them on, you know, we got what we need, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in this room. So if they go down, I, I think they'll step in. I think they'll play all right. But, you know, they're they're back a backup for a reason, you know, right. at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And, it's more, and I'm talking about if they're – like if Jared goes down – week four and then they got to play the rest of the year. Do I okay. think, you know, if Jerry gets hurt and he's out a couple of weeks, two or three weeks or something like that, even five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, Boyle or Blau can, you know, step into that role, but you know, it, okay. it's a different role when you got to, you know, uh, hold down the fort for an entire season
0: right and folks again we're with Jelani Bodie host of the wait a minute show and actually I'm going to detour because you mentioned hard knocks because I've only seen honestly I've only seen the first episode I got the rest of them DVR'd I was actually going to check them out today but just real quick as a fan of the Lions Jelani how do you think they look on the show do you like hard knocks being there you know, how do you feel as just a Lions fan about the whole Hard Knocks uh, setup?
2: Well, you know the, the the one thing about Hard Knocks, it, it was you know people attach like, oh, if Hard Knocks come normally, you know a, a team has a bad season, people get distracted and all that stuff. We've had bad seasons for decades, <laughs> so it's, yes. it's, it's nothing. Yeah, so it's it's nothing at at that point that they could do to to ruin us. I I think 0 and 16 and stuff that we've been through, uh, you know, we've been through enough, you know, on it. So for them, you know, to show up, um, I I really wasn't, you know, sweating it. But uh, I think what it did at least do is, is show people that, you know, on the outside that really don't pay attention, you know, to the lines is that they understand what they're trying to overcome. You know, and they understand the culture that point. they're trying. You know, they're trying to change, uh, and and with this coaching staff, you know, it, there's no there's no real like question marks at, at coaching uh, on this mm-hmm. coaching staff. You have you have folks that you know whether they can get the job done or not, but that's that's every coaching staff in the in the NFL. But there's there's no question like it was before with the previous coach, you know that was there where people were open up questions. It's like these guys are experienced, you know, vets in coaching, but also they've had, you know, almost all of them have NFL experience and they've right. had some type of success uh, in the NFL, you know, personally as a player and and as a coach as well. So I, I like, you know, what the what the staff is. It took me a second, you know, that first okay. that first year, I, I just didn't know, you know, uh, what to think, but. Going into it, I I think you know with hard knocks, it just gave people an insight that you know this this team is really trying to change things things around. And if they you know if they continue to grow and they continue to do the things and believe, uh, I think that's the biggest thing. If they if they believe and buy in, uh, you'll probably see a different Detroit Lions. Because let's be honest, I know I know people can you know sometimes people came to Detroit because it's just like hey that's a check. You know, some people come to Detroit because maybe no other team was interested you know and they and they want to stay in the league and everything so what Dan Campbell is trying to do he's he's trying to not have any of those type of players he wants to have right. everyone uh there that wants to be there and we saw a glimpse of that last year um just and not i'm not it just happened to happen against your vikings but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know I'll when see. they finally got yeah, exactly.
3: when, when they
2: finally got that when they finally got that win because they were so close uh in wins, Uh, winning games, you just saw after they won that game that everybody on that team bought
0: in and they were, they were believing, you know, and they just, they felt it. So I think, you know, it, it continues hopefully this year. Well, you know, well said from the Lions man here again, folks. We got Jelani J.B. Bodie, my main man, joining us here on the Sports Done Right podcast. So you kind of actually answered my next question, Jelani, about, you know, I was going to say, you know, how you feeling about the coaching staff and stuff. So you're feeling good with that. So let me divert to the quarterback here. You know, golf, um, his predecessor goes off, wins the Super Bowl. You know, golf is all of a sudden kind of looking like, eh, you know, definitely the Rams got the better end of that deal. But what, Yeah, and this is tough because he's got to have the weapons to throw to and stuff. How do you feel about golf and his wide receiver, excuse me, wide receiving core? Because does he have those weapons to throw to? Um, you know, we've seen what he can do. You know, we know the talent is there. But does he have the weapons around him to truly succeed and take those take the Lions' offense to the next step? I guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: Uh, he's he's in the they're they're heading in the right direction. Okay. Uh, I, I will say that I I do like uh, the, the the right receiving core and and let me just let me just say this too mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the right receiving core because Jared Goff they they went to the Super Bowl. And, and a lot of that off of the Super Bowl, you know, was part of the run game with Tyler Early and everything. But they—they they were, you know, a, a high power offense, and he had guys like Robert Woods. He had guys. Um, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the the, uh, the third wide receiver that they yeah. had. But you know, they also had Cooper Cup. A lot of people, you know, kind of right. think like, "Well, look at Cooper Cup now." Cooper Cup was not what he was this past right, season. Yeah. So a, a lot of people forget that Cooper Cup last. Cooper Cup only went over a thousand yards receiving one year, right? So it wasn't like that. That Jared Goff just had like Matthew Stafford had, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, right. uh, yeah. uh, my man Jackson, uh, and you know, and, and how Cooper Cup finally took off and everything. He didn't have those type of you know wide receivers. Cooper Cup, don't get me wrong, he's a, he's a really good uh, wide receiver, but he wasn't. At that level, he finally came into his own, you know, cause he's hitting his prime. So he's, right, you know, yeah. he's, he's getting everything together, but this wide receiver, I love Amron, um, St. Brown. Uh, I love his attitude. I love his thought process. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's more just getting the job done. He got a chip on the shoulder. Uh, if you've been watching hard knocks mm-hmm. you you know, uh, you will see that, uh, in, in one of the episodes. Josh Reynolds, he comes from, uh, the Rams. So he's, a, you know, a quality wide receiver. But I think where this really goes on, T.J. Hawkinson at the tight end position, he's going to, I think he's going to be a big factor once when this guy, and I'm going to give you the name right now, Jameson Williams,
3: okay. once when
2: he gets 100%, when he gets 100%, there is something to be said. when You've got a guy that he can work the underneath and he can take off the top. And had he not, had he not um, gotten injured, Last year, and what was that? The championship game, I think. He had he not yet gotten injured, he would have probably more than likely been the first wide receiver off off the board this past year. Right. But everyone okay. shied away, you know, from the injury. What the, what he's going to uh, allow the other players to do, like a P.J. Hopkins, to work across the middle, uh, like a Amon Saint Brown, like a Josh Reynolds. Uh, I think people forget about you know Khalif Raymond. He's even had you know some. Um, some, some good games and everything right. so okay. i think Jared Goff does have a, a, a really good you know wide receiver uh, core uh, they're gonna build on it I, I i think they would probably want Jamison, Amron and then one other guy you know to, to just really uh step up uh on this team and and they got Tj uh, Dj chart uh as well supposed to be you know a, a big wide receiver but i don't think they're just yet again okay. this is a okay. process. This right. is a process. So this process is not done. Uh, and, and I like Jared Goff's mentality though as well. He understands the situation. He understands what happened. And if it, if anybody haven't, uh, seen it, go check out the pivot where they were talking to, uh, to Jared Goff. And he okay. basically gives a breakdown of, you know, how that whole situation is and just how his mindset is. So he understands what the situation is and he got a chip on the shoulder. So nice. I, I wasn't on board last right. year initially, but I, I, I've I've slowly come over to that other side, and I'm I'm rolling with Jared Goff. He's
0: my okay. guy. All right, you heard it from the man. Okay, Goff is the dude. So let me ask you this, just you know, real quick, just touch on the offensive line. Every quarterback needs protection, needs to feel comfortable. What is the, the Detroit Lions offensive line looking like, Jelani? Oh, I'm I'm good. Okay, I mean, we got okay. Taylor
2: Decker. Uh we got Frank Ragno, we got Ne Sewell, which you know yep, people yep. have heard me before. I you know, I, I felt when they drafted they should have went quarterback, but I, I understand why they went to Nay Sewell as well. So I'm not just like totally knocking it, but I probably would have just went quarterback. But the mm-hmm. offensive line is gonna be a top five offensive line. Oh, and, okay.
3: All right. And
2: that's that's not gonna be that's not gonna be the weak link to to the uh, to the Detroit Lions. And, okay. and and I'm going back to heart Knox, I'm sorry, but just yep. the it, I saw something where uh, I learned something, you know, from that, is that DeAndre Swift, right? right? DeAndre Swift is is a bad dude. DeAndre Swift, though, still has some things that he is working through. And I saw that in Hard Knocks where Duke Staley was trying to tell him, you need to stay inside. You need to stay inside. And he kept bouncing stuff outside. And we've seen that before where, you know, guys in high school, yeah, you could bounce that to the outside. College, mm-hmm. yeah, you could bounce that to the outside. Yeah, the you might even be able to bounce it to the outside sometimes in, in the pros. But uh, in the, where if, if you follow the block and you follow how it, it, it's supposed to be ran,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, where you bounce it to the outside and you got seven yards, had you stayed inside, you would have got 17, 18, 21, 21 yards because of that line that they have and it was a great learning moment for him with uh, with Deuce Staley because he kept telling him to run inside, but then he came back after. Now, now check this. This is the funny part. He uh, Deuce end. I mean, uh, DeAndre Swift ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, right. but when he came back to the sideline, he showed him. He said, and he told DeAndre, now, coach me. He said, you're the coach. You tell me. And he showed him the, the tape right then and there. And DeAndre Swift, eyes closed and he shook his head because now he saw that hole that he missed on the inside where and he's thinking now, like, I could have did so much more on that play. Right. Yep. So those little okay. small things, I think those little small things, him seeing that, that offensive line has created before. Okay. But it's one thing, if offensive line creates a hole for you, but you don't, you don't see it yourself and you don't go in it, then – Everyone just looks at well the running back lost a yard or the running back only gained a yard, so maybe the offensive line ain't that ain't that good. But if you're missing opportunities, nobody's gonna you know point that out. So I think that changes. And then offensive line has been a, you know a, a strong suit of ours, but I think they really get you know the um, the recognition that they deserve this year. And it and it's going to be on DeAndre Swift if, if he can you know utilize that right. and work the way Deuce Daly wants them to work. We're going to be talking about this offensive line in a whole different different way.
0: Okay, all right. So let me ask you this, my brother. Um, let's just—I'll just talk about the G the the defense, the defense in general. How do you feel about the defense? Um, what are you looking for from the defense for them to take the next step, and uh, you know, hopefully for your side, you know, elevate this team uh, to some more victories. So.
2: Obviously, you know we took A- uh, Aiden Hutchinson in the uh, with the number two overall pick. That being said, that that told everyone, and 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 the team is, is saying that we need to get to the quarterback. Vince, you have heard me talk about mm-hmm. this years about being able to get to the quarterback, and if you cannot get to the quarterback, it's it's it makes. The def- it makes the job on the defense a, a, a lot you know harder so right. Aiden Hutchinson they're talking about him being the real deal I like what they're talking about I still want to see it in the regular season well, uh you know preseason and 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 training let me jump and in on is, on like,
0: Hutchinson too and I'm sorry I totally didn't mean to interrupt you there my friend no go ahead do you do you think the added attraction of him on hard knocks now I've only seen the first one which obviously is pretty heavy with him and Singing Billie Jean, and that was cool, and all that stuff. Do you think maybe the added pressure of them cameras at Hard Knocks on Hutchinson uh, might be adding a little bit of pressure for this dude to really come out and ball year one?
2: No, because he he understands the magnitude of it. He, he seems to. Yeah, I you know. It. Yeah. And, and, and he understands uh, what, you know, um, success you know is going to be measured off of and i think some of that and i'm probably leading you into this but i think some of that comes from that experience of his time at michigan you know Mm -hmm. you got to experience you know some of some of that stuff like yeah yeah everything's great but you know and and he knows you know in the nfl that's that's what's going to definitely um separate himself from, from the others. Like, yeah, that's great, but you you, you can't have that butt on him. He's from <laughs> Michigan, yep. you know, seen the Lions, you mm-hmm. know. So he, he knows what's, what's in store, and his father uh, right. knows yeah. as well. So I, I'm sure he's been in his ear. But the rest of the defense, defense is okay. Um, a lot of names that, that people mm-hmm. aren't going to know, they're not household names. Right. Uh Anzalone, Alex Anzalone, spent time in in uh, New Orleans, so he's a good you know good back. Jared Davis was a draft pickers our, ours. You uh, well you'll find out Vince about this guy, uh Malcolm Rodriguez that they're really high on and they're uh-huh. hoping that you know he he steps up. They call him Ra- Eagle, you know, but <laughs> uh his name is Malcolm Malcolm Rodriguez. So they're they're really you know looking to you know hope that they found some some bangers. You know, and around because nice. this is this is this is development. These these guys are you know going to be development. They picked up Michael Brockers from you know from the Rams, uh, so they they have some they have some guys. They have uh, a little bit of depth. It's all about really okay. developing their talent because they're never going to have you know uh, uh, a Von Miller you know right. come to Detroit you know at, at this point right now. Right. Yeah. So it's Good develop point. you know developing the guys uh, on the back end. I love Tracy Walker. Uh, they picked up uh, this guy Deshaun Elliott, if I remember, Deshaun, is from uh, Baltimore. Uh, he was a thumper uh, for for the Ravens uh, as well. So they got pieces uh, across of it, but they're you know they they're they're, they're not there yet. They're not right. there yet. Yeah, yeah. but okay. they're 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 headed in the right direction.
0: All right. So to end the the Lions talk before we move on to the college side, how many wins do you think this team can produce for you, Jelani? And you know, I mean, nobody's holding it to you, but just you know, what you've seen, you know, a couple preseason games in, blah 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 blah. What what are you thinking?
2: I have I have eight in my head.
0: I actually think that would be a very good season for them,
2: and 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 it could be ten. It could be just because. The the thing that, again, it's about believing. And and last year, there were games that they were in. And Dan Campbell talked about it this this season. As far as the mistakes that we made at the end, that's what cost us. The game where they tied in in Pittsburgh, they had so many opportunities to win that game. Granted, the weather was just horrible and Mm -hmm. people were missing field goals left and right and all that stuff. But you were still in it, and they were in a lot of games like that. They lose to they lose to Baltimore. Now everybody, Lamar and all those boys, you know, even though they had you know some of the injuries, Baltimore still was a was a uh, top team last year, and they lose to them on a sixty six yard field goal. <laughs> it, you know? right, yeah. so you had opportunities to close that thing. Thing out, and there was a lot of wins like that. And and to to fix those problems, if you fix just those few problems, those 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 turn into wins, right? Mm-hmm. And then the team starts believing even more, and they become confident right. even more. Then they start trusting each other even more. So I know people are like, this guy is crazy if he's talking about Detroit's gonna, you know, win, you know, eight games possibly ten if they do what they're supposed to do, man, and, and they believe. They could because last year they showed they won they won they were taking chances, they were doing trick plays and all that right stuff. Right. So this is a team is they're okay. looking at we're gonna do what it takes to win a game. So I I I'll say eight though.
0: Okay. All right, cool. All right. So again, Jelani is joining us on the Sports Dome Right Podcast with sports governor Vince Wright. Let's end this conversation with some college football talk. Your Michigan Wolverines are the defending Big Ten champions. Congratulations. Finally happened. Finally take down Ohio State last year. And then we get into this year and this quarterback thing, Jelani. Let's start there. Um, Harbaugh comes out, says we're going to play, you know, one guy, you know, in in game one. Um, We're going to play the other guy in game two. What's going on? I mean, I, I'm just – I'm a little perplexed. But, I mean, help me help me figure this out, Jelani. I, I'm not getting it.
2: You're a little perplexed? I'm a lot complex, perplexed. Um, I mean, I'm even taking advice from Lopin at this point. Yeah. So, you, you know <laughs> Indeed. I'm, if, if I'm listening, Yeah, if I'm listening to that guy. So, well, yeah, it, it's yeah. going – and the, and the weird part about it, the the thing that just makes it even weirder, weirder is that this is not a, a situation where uh, your you know your quarterback from last year graduated and moved right. on whatever, but you know it's, it's, it's not there. And you got two two guys. You got your guy in Kate McNamara who's back, and right. also McCarthy. You know played some last year as well, and you right, have this yeah. success that you had last year, and now. You're telling me that either you're telling me that McCarthy has found some type mm-hmm. of juice or something, right? And, and exactly. Either caught back, caught up with McNamara, or McNamara has regressed. That you know you have this situation. So I'm perplexed, just as anybody else. is. You know, you're gonna you're you're gonna tell me you're you're gonna find out who your starting quarterback is week three. Like I, I think we should, we should know right. right now. Exactly.
0: And so, and, and I actually have um, coach Harbaugh's uh, release or his statement. I'm just going to read a little bit from it. So um <laughs> we have made a decision. He says both quarterbacks have played great, done everything they could have. And in every way to win the starting job coming out of camp, I just feel like we have two quarterbacks, Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy that we feel very confident that we can win a championship with either of these two guys behind center. Uh, Maybe, but man, I mean, to come from a guy that took you to the college playoffs last year, and like you said, not telling us if either he has regressed, as J.J., like you said, you know, kind of shot out like a rocket to catch up to the dude You know i think the fan base deserves to know that jelani but yeah just a weird circumstance to start off you know a year for your eighth ranked michigan um wolverines
2: and and i read that uh as well uh and and you know he went on to talk about you know saying it's a great thing for our team and and i'm like i i I don't agree with that um mr harbaugh (laughs) that it's a great thing for the team because you're saying that that both have done enough to be the starting quarterback. So I, I, I'm just, it just perplexed me that playing against Colorado state and playing against Hawaii. Now, don't now if, if, if we had, now let's say we had Alabama and Florida the first two weeks, right? Something like that. You know, Alabama and Georgia, you know, I I don't want it to be like that. But I'm just saying, like, okay, both of them have competition against the creme de la creme, you know, of college football right now. And then you're like, all right, for the rest of the year, we're going to ride with whoever has the better game. I get that. And this is no disrespect to Colorado State or, or Hawaii, but I don't think those are still measuring sticks. Right. That will put you over the edge of who should be the starting quarterback. You know, I I, I think if they're both are at the top right now, mm-hmm. then one of them has done something that the other one maybe hasn't. You do that and then you go with that person and, and you make it known. Look, this is who we're going to ride with or whatever. If stuff changes, we got confidence in the other guy to, you know, to step in and, and, and do whatever, because you're going to do it. You're going to do it week three. Cause I'm hoping that you're not going to just drag this on throughout the whole whole season. So you're going to make that decision in two weeks. So you might as well make that decision. Now, if it don't work out in the first two weeks, then change to the other quarterback.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And again, you know, they start with Colorado state Hawaii. Then you throw Connecticut in for that last game. They start off the big 10 season with Maryland at home. Um, You know, I agree, man. I just, I'm not getting this. I'm not understanding it. I'm hoping Harbaugh will clarify some stuff this week to at least let us know what's going on with the two quarterbacks and why he feels that he has to start one in week one, the other guy in week two, and come up with a decision in week three. Um, I think he's kind of throwing some stuff into the mix that doesn't have to be there. And for a team that's going to try and get back to the championship, you know, or at least the college football playoffs, man. Not the best way to start the season, just my opinion, though.
2: And Vince, I'll I'll add this on, too. Both quarterbacks could have excellent games against these two teams, and we're at the same point of where we're at right now.
0: Exactly, because, yeah, you get past the first two games. Okay, so what, in the Connecticut game, we're going to figure out who the, the starting quarterback is? I think maybe he already knows. But I who knows, with Harbaugh, you know, trying to figure him out is above my pay grade, brother. Yeah, he's he's
3: a,
2: he's a different individual, so.
0: All right, so, it,
2: it, yeah.
0: No, good. go ahead, go it's, ahead. I mean, I'll roll, I'll, no, I'll just say I'll roll, I'll roll with it, and we'll, right, we'll see, right. uh, we'll find out week three. Exactly, so, you know, for, for the sake of the next question, let's just take last year's quarterback. Let's just say he wins this starting job, I guess. How do you feel about Michigan? I'm not going to talk national titles, but in terms of beating the team down south again, getting back to a Big Ten championship, how are you feeling early on? I mean, obviously they haven't played yet, but how are you feeling about your Wolverines?
2: I'm feeling okay. I mean, last year I I knew it was going to be, you know, uh, a tough battle against any SEC team. I mean, we we already know there's some really good teams in the in the s e c so going into to this year uh like we just talked about i think we really do need to get the the quarterback thing uh squared away as soon as possible uh you're looking at though uh replacing some you know some guys uh on the offensive side and defensive side we talked about aiden hutcheson, so you're looking for your next one. guy that's gonna be your you know your defensive you know guy i don't know who that you know, will be at, at, at this point because right now, uh, you I, I, it could be collectively because mm-hmm. you got a lot of seniors and juniors that that's on this team uh, that probably you're looking at stepping up and, and replacing what what Aiden Hutchison and uh, David Ojabo uh, left uh, when they went to the NFL. But even on the you know the offensive side, you have uh, Ronnie Bell that's going to be coming back. Ronnie Bell was really good, I think, if so I remember right. Ronnie got got hurt last year. Uh so uh him coming back is going to be a, a big uh contribution, you know, to this team at the wide receiver spot. Uh and Blake Coram. Blake, I remember them talking mm-hmm. about Blake and, and some of the you know really good stuff he did as a freshman. Uh Hassan Haskin, you know, was was there last year. He's gone. He's in Tennessee now. So this is gonna be Blake's, you know, team. Right. And and I think what they're looking at is that those players that was here and there for their freshman and sophomore years, now they're you know juniors uh, and, and some are seniors, and it's just like this is your opportunity. This is your mm-hmm. this is your moment where you can you know take this thing to the next level. They did you know um, okay with, with with recruiting. You know you get just just being Michigan. You know it's not like you're gonna get a whole bunch of one star two star you know athletes. So you're gonna get you know the four and five stars. It's just really all about um what's going to be their identity you know on the offensive side but i do i, I do think they will do well mm-hmm. um i'm not yeah I, i'm not going to say national championship or anything you know like like that right, right. now cuz it's, it's still too, it's still too early but yeah. i think they'll be in the mix to, to uh, make a run at the playoffs
0: all right. So Jelani, let me end it on this, my man. And again, Jelani Bodie is joining us on the Sports Done Right podcast. Dear friend to the show. Now, uh, granted, you're not a big Michigan State fan, but my Gophers start off the Big Ten season with Michigan State. For my Gophers, I think this is going to be a, a critical game. You know, Michigan State had, uh, you know, some good success last year, kind of tailed towards the end. But, for my gophers, I think this is gonna be a very solid test of where this or where my team is early in the season and where they can go beyond that. What are your thoughts on Michigan State? Your little brother team as 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 the Wolverine fans would say you know they they've kind of been up and down here. there's been a couple years where they've actually you know exceeded Michigan, but you know kind of came back to earth a little bit. You know, from a from a Wolverine fan standpoint, how do you feel about Sparty? Uh
2: look, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's a it's a it's a rivalry there, and and, yeah. and the state gets up, you know, for it, and everybody starts going crazy uh, when when that game comes. But yeah, Michigan State uh, did well. I I think um, my question would be. Do they have Kenny Walker's replacement?
0: Ah, good right. Point. Yep. Uh,
2: big, big bruising back. He's fat. He, you know, he can wear you down. Uh, do you have uh, someone that's that's uh, able to kind of give you that? Because we're talking about the Big Ten, which is a big uh, uh, running, you know, running style uh, conference. So, I do think Michigan State, you know, will, will be okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Will you have to worry about them? Yeah. Um, how much? I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I, I, I don't know. But I do think that they'll. You know, they'll they'll definitely, especially week one. You know, the the first oh, right. everybody's exactly, gonna be yeah. you know juiced, juiced, juiced up, you know, and and ready to play. So, um, I think they will be okay. Um,
0: I think they. I think I they take third place. place. I think they you're right. I think yeah. they take 3rd in the East. Um I have them behind your squad in Ohio State obviously. I think they'll finish ahead of Penn State for right now. Um you know, as we record this show, this is going to be part of my Big 10 preview show. So, you know, I I got ironically I got I do have Ohio State ahead of Michigan. Um you know, I think Michigan, you know, they did it last year. Prove it to me again this year. Um, but you know, it's, it's going to be between those two in the big 10 East, um, in the big 10 West, obviously yesterday we had the kickoff with Northwestern and Nebraska and the Scott Frost. Um, boy, that dude's gotta be cursed or something, man. I don't know, man. (laughs) He just cannot catch a break in close games. So, you know, it's going to be a very interesting year for the big 10, but man, Jelani, I just want to thank you so much for taking time. To uh, join us here on the Sports Done Right podcast, my man, please share. You know where the folks can find you. Tell them about your show, your social media, and how they can listen.
2: I'll tell you that in just a second, but Vince, I want to. I want to get you upset oh. uh, about something that that I was upset about, and it and it falls into to Michigan State, right? Okay. So, uh, what was this? Maybe a couple weeks ago, I had. Uh, Michigan State Spartan Charlie Bell on my show, right? Oh, okay. And and you know we were just talking about NBA and, and, and all that good stuff, but yes, do you know what this guy was doing, Vince? What? Uh, yesterday, what? <laughs> we weren't doing it. We we weren't doing it. But you know, next time, you know, I talk to him, I'm gonna have to, you know, give him two pieces of, of my sense and my mind. Yeah, he was playing golf yesterday. Take a take a guess who he was playing golf
0: with? Oh, geez, I I could only imagine I, who Tiger. I mean, I don't know. You're almost there, right? Yeah, freaking Jack Nicholas. What? Jack Nicholas. Oh, Jack Nicholas.
2: Life. So I'm gonna Man. hit him up today to to let him know my disgusting disgust for him but <laughs> I, I just I just had to point that out. Like you're out there yeah, exactly. playing with Jack Nicholas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 What a name drop. What a name drop. Right, but exactly. yeah, the, the the wait a minute show. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you can easily go to the wait a minute the wait a minute uh, the website there will have all the social media platforms and also you can click on the episode uh, tab where it will take you to all the shows that we have previously done we run on YouTube uh, right now so like subscribe turn on those notifications on the YouTube channel as well to get all your sports uh, information that, that we have be talking about and when I say me me and Lopin, and, and then you'll you'll figure out how much of a thorn uh, he's been in my you know rear side but <laughs> I'm, contractually, I'm contractually obligated to have the guy uh on so it, it, it is right. you know what it is but we yeah. had a lot of fun there man and uh we were talking a bunch of division talks where we had a bunch of people on uh previously talking about all the divisions and, and we always talking about current topics so the wait a minute show.com easiest way there you it's go. Plain and simple.
0: all right jelani my man again thank you so much my brother we will talk again with you during the season Best of luck, except when they play those Vikings to your Detroit Lions. And we will talk again soon, my man.
2: All right. Thanks for having me on. Yep.
0: All right, folks. That was the one and only Jelani Bodie, my dear friend, joining us here on the Sports Done Right Podcast. Let's do this. We're going to take a very quick break when we <clears throat> excuse me, when we come back, Big Ten preview here on the Sports Done Right Podcast. Finally, it's game time. Minnesota plays tomorrow night. It is time to tailgate, and we're going to be out there tailgating, raising money in the Skyumah a lot like we did last year. Nadine Babu, the queen of gopher tailgates. Uh, we are doing it again for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, we got to get rid of this uh, cancer, and uh, we just got to do it, man. A lot of people are affected by this, so we are... Very happy to be raising money with Nadine tomorrow in the sky, you Mod lot as the Golden Gophers take on New Mexico State. We will talk about the return of Jerry Kill after this quick break here on the Sports Done Right Show. And again, brought to you by Cultivated CBD, 7th Avenue Frozen Pizza. And we are located on the Pigskin Podcast Network and all your major streaming services.
3: Gotta shake a little something, ooh, throwing that thing from left, right, side to side. She gotta have her own money, oh yeah, shout out to the girls that pay, pay rent all time. If you ain't here to party, take your ass back home. Searching everywhere, and now here you are. Ooh, chunky, looking for them girls with the big old hoops. That drop down and Daisy Dukes. I wanna get down. Yeah, them the ones I'm trying to recruit. I'm looking at you, yeah, you, baby. Now let me hear you say you're ready. I'm ready. Strap on tight cause once we get going we're rolling we'll cha-cha till the morning so just say all right all right if you ain't here to party take your ass back home if you get it naughty baby here's my phone slide with your boy to the bar slide with your boy to the You, yeah, you, baby.
1: The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show.
0: All right, folks. Sports done right. Your favorite Minnesota podcast. It is Big Ten time, baby. Oh, one of my favorite times of year, my peeps. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming live and direct from the Situation Room, as we call it here at the Governor's Mansion. Talking sports, it's Big Ten, it's gopher football, and just college football in general. SEC, ACC, the Big 12, the Pac- Oh man, it's all good. And I can't wait because it's go time, baby. So first off, Let's just get to the obvious before we get into breaking down some of these teams and, and whatnot here with uh, the um, Big Ten preview. So, Minnesota Gophers played New Mexico State. New Mexico State is coached by former Gopher head coach, uh, the predecessor to P.J. Fleck, Mr. Jerry Kill. Gopher fans, a lot of the people around the nation know Jerry Kill had medical issues with epilepsy uh, I was at the first game, ironically, where the Gophers lost to, drum roll please, New Mexico State. And Jerry Kill's first game, and you know nobody knew about the epilepsy, or very few people did. So when he dropped on the sidelines, you know people thought he was dying. It, man, it was a trip. It was a, it was just a straight up trip. But anyway, Jerry Kill left. He didn't want to leave. I think that's been apparent in all the interviews and and the way he talks about Minnesota. He even said he is not not the same man um, that he was since he left Minnesota. You know, pretty deep stuff there. You know, obviously he didn't want to go. You know, I was listening to some local sports people and uh, Patrick Royce. They were talking about, hey, he should have stayed. He lost about $7 million out of that deal because he uh, retired, left early with the medical issues. Could have hang on, made the U kind of force him out and pay him, but you know, he didn't. So, uh, deserves credit for that. But, uh, Jerry's defensive coordinator, as we know, Tracy Clay's took over, went nine and four, ironically. But a couple big missteps, uh, one the Michigan game where the Gophers could not get a playoff in like the last 20 seconds from the two yard line or something like that. I was there, it was horrible. The Gophers about to punch in a winning touchdown against Michigan, get the little Brown Judd back, and it all went south and and, haywire-ish. Some off-the-field issues with some of the team members kind of forced to use hand in getting rid of Tracy Clays. I think they probably had a a deal with P.J. uh, in place anyway. And the rest is history. Jerry Kill did not like the way P.J. came in and started talking about, the new culture and uh, you know, took that as a personal affront and you know, these guys used to coach together. Um, You know, PJ Fleck is part of Jerry kills coaching tree through Northern Illinois and another goofy Gopher tie in. It was Jerry kills Northern Illinois team that came into Minnesota and whooped up on the Gophers. I forgot the name of the running back, but he ran for over 200 yards and you know, Gophers are like, hey, maybe we need to hire that coach. And to be fair for Jerry Kill, yeah, it was, you know, he he can say he turned the program around. He got some big wins. Things were definitely going in the right direction. I think he was a, a very good football coach, no disrespect. Uh, but he, let a, he left a, a bad taste with a lot of Gophers with, the, you know, the way he exited, all the stuff he's been talking about. Still kind of wishy-washy on things. You know, I, I don't really care if he shakes P.J.'s hand. I think P.J. is probably going to try and kill him with niceties. I think P.J. will be at midfield looking to shake his hand. and um, You know, hey, I, I think Jerry Kill will. I hope so. I hope, I hope he doesn't let it get to him that much. But uh, Gophers are, you know, obviously the very, very heavy, you know, 30-plus point favorites here in this game. And... You know, New Mexico State technically is literally the worst college football team in America right now, it, you know, by ranking. But you know, as we, as I've just told you with this Gopher thing, uh, team, excuse me, stranger things have happened. So just keep focused. Gophers really have so much talent; um, they should handle things very, very easily here. But um, Gophers just need to stay focused. So with that. And we'll get into the first week matchups for the Big Ten teams here as well. But let's talk about the Big Ten football conference. Michigan, you're defending Big Ten champions. Remember when they kicked Iowa's ass last year? 42-3 to for all you Hawkeye fans out there. Man, you know, they got by Ohio State finally. But, again, that was last year. You know, we take a look at them this year. Now, let's just get straight to the chase. What I'd like to do with my previews, I'm not going to sit here and go through all these teams. You know, right now, teams like Rutgers, prove it on the field. Uh, Indiana we'll talk about a little bit. But I'm just going to kind of focus on some of these topper-tier teams, kind of the top half of both divisions here, because that's really uh, what needs to be said and done? uh Ohio State is everybody's pick for every for all the reasons c j Stroud is back. He's a Heisman trophy finalist. uh they got a nice schedule, and they're looking for payback, especially against that team up north as they like to say. Um, Ohio State has really been the premier program for the big ten. They have been the one that is kind of. You know, they have stayed as close to Bama, Georgia, those two SEC teams from the Big Ten as any other team. They are the marquee program of the Big Ten. I know Michigan fans hate to say that or hate to hear that, uh, probably a few Penn State fans too. But, hey, it is what it is, man. Ohio State, C.J. Stroud and company, you know, I just see nothing but positivity for this team you know, I'm going to join the rest of everybody else. They are my pick to win the Big Ten East. I think C.J. Stroud is in, again, barring injury. He is going to be right there at the Heisman table. And I just think Ohio State, you know, they just they just reload. We can sit here and go through their positions and this and that. But I'm not going to do that. We're almost an hour into the show. I'm just going to get to it for you, man. Ohio State is going to be back. They're going to win the Big Ten East over Michigan, over Michigan State, over Penn State. Those are going to be your top four. I think Michigan obviously is going to be the second team there. Now, the thing with Michigan is, you know, who's going to be the quarterback? Don't know. You know, you got a quarterback last year that did a... Phenomenal job, got them, you know, to the college football playoffs. But now, Coach Harbaugh's like, "Well, I need to take these first two games and then make up my mind." Are you kidding me? Just like we heard from Jim when we were talking about with Jelani, I, I don't get it. But that's where Ohio State comes in. You know, Stroud last year, forty over forty four hundred yards passing, forty four touchdowns, and that was his first year starting. Where, where are my notes from this article? Here's, here's Ohio State. Buckeyes led um, FBS in points, total yards, and Stroud is at the controls of what could be in the lead offense again in 2022. Um, you know, he also gets big in uh, stage games at home against Notre Dame and Michigan. They open up with Notre Dame. Uh, we'll talk about that in a quick second here. So, again, Ohio State, man, just you're going to have to come and get them. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and, you know, again, no Michigan take number two. Uh, Third place is really going to be between Penn State and Michigan State. You know, Penn State kind of cooling down a little bit with their program. James Franklin catching some heat from the fans out there in the Big Ten East, um, country called Happy Valley. Uh, You know, if Penn State, let's say, stumbles again, you will start to hear rumblings. Now, I think James Franklin is a hell of a coach. He can coach any football team of mine any day. But I'm just saying that's the nature of the beast. So, you know, Penn State, they got to get going right away here. And, you know, the thing that I like about Penn State, well coached. They are, you know, always just kind of a good disciplined team. They open up tomorrow, though. From the Big Ten Western side of things. And this is going to be a very good game. And I think I want you to watch this game. Because this is going to tell us a lot about the Purdue Boilermakers. They get Penn State at home. Kind of, you know, unknown a little bit with Penn State. Uh, I'm going to be watching this game and you should be too. And it doesn't get any easier after this game because... You know, Ohio comes into town. That should be a win. But then Penn State is on the road September 17th at Auburn. So right off the bat, we're going to find out a hell of a lot about the Penn State Nittany Lions and James Franklin and his squad. We are going to see exactly what the Penn State is all about, man. And, you know, I think they're going to find a way to win in Purdue. Because Purdue just kind of doesn't live up to the hype when it comes to these big games. So, that game they got both got um, some old quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell, Sean Clifford, uh, Purdue, you know, they've been known to pull off an upset or two, as we know. Ask Iowa. But that's going to be a fun game to watch as well. So, again, on the east side, keep an eye on the Buckeyes. Um, I really think they're just going to be unstoppable this year. I think they're really looking to come back, send that message to Michigan, and really get their butts back into a national championship game as well. It's been it's been a minute for Ohio State, and they're ready. So... Um, in 2024, you got USC, UCLA. We talked about those two teams coming in here, man. But this is Ohio State's conference. The Buckeyes—they've won the conference's only titles in the college football playoff era, um, 2014 and the BCS era in 20—or excuse me, 2002. Ohio State is seven and three in New Year's Day six bowls as well. Um, couple guys that we should talk about here. We got some players. That I want you to keep an eye on on the east side. Nick Singleton, who is Penn State's running back, he's going to be a really really good player this year. Again, barring injuries, make sure you keep an eye on him. He's six feet two hundred pounds. Um, Will Johnson is a cornerback at Michigan. Hell of a player, six foot three. Great great cornerback, and that's what I think Michigan is. Uh, Well, I'm going to be very interested in their defense this year to see if they got any uh, shut-me-down guys like they used to have when I was uh, uh, coming up in college and whatnot. So there it is for you. Eastside, Ohio State, Michigan. I'm going to go with Penn State barely maybe edging out Michigan State and Mel Tucker and the crew up there, and then the rest is what it is. Let's bring it home to our Big Ten West. All right, man. A lot of people are picking the Badgers for a whole bunch of reasons. You know, we we say it every year, the top three, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. It really is kind of that for me this year, and I'm going to tell you why. Because let's just bring it home for the Minnesota Gopher fans here. We got to beat both Iowa and Wisconsin. Purdue's on the come up. We beat Purdue at home last year. I think the Gophers can handle the Uh, Purdue here in Minneapolis this year. So I'm going to say it's going to be this because I have to see it on the field. And you know, I want to say Minnesota number one. You know, I want to say Gophers. You know, let's do it. Gophers win the Big Ten West this year, people. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue. And then after that, Nebraska, maybe Northwestern on the come up. We'll see. Man, why the Gophers will win? Because the Gophers will finally bring the pig home. They will beat Iowa. They will beat Wisconsin this year. Wisconsin, Iowa have some very tough crossover schedules here. Um, Hawkeyes, they play crossover games against Ohio State and Michigan. Wisconsin, they open Big Ten play at Ohio State and have road games at Michigan State and Iowa. So, listen, Gophers, it's set up for you, man. It is, It really is. You got a fairly lax home schedule. Iowa, last home game of the year. Got Michigan State. Now, listen, Gopher fans. The Michigan State game is our first Big Ten game that's going to tell you a lot that's on the road like i said mel tucker is going to have his squad ready gophers if they can look good if kirk shiraka has morgan and that offense back in tune with the speed that we have on the corners with our borderline heisman candidate running back coming back and god if mo ibrahim can stay healthy this year A solid defense coming back. Yeah, I know there's some holes on Minnesota's defensive side of the ball, but I, I, I'm I'm feeling good. And if that schedule does play out for our rivals the way I think it might, at least the schedule is going to help us. The Gophers still got to go out and do it and and do it on the field. This is PJ Flex' sixth year in Minnesota. It's time to make this thing happen. I say it every week almost on my podcast here on the Sports Done Right Show. We keep losing to mediocre Wisconsin and Iowa teams. We have blown our opportunity so many times in the past three, four years with those two teams. I don't know. I don't know. Now, of course, this is the team that lost to Bowling Green, lost to Illinois last year and Brett Bulema. And, you know, we'll see if he can have the... A line eye on the come up down there in uh, Illinois, but Gophers, this is the year. And, and if not now, when? It's really that simple. If not now, when? I don't know. You got a six year co- quarterback coming back. Like I said, you know, barring any injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they are ready to go. I know we lost a lot on the offensive line. I'm, I'm hearing good things out of the camps that the Gophers had with the offensive line. You know, let's get um, Span involved more. Let's get Dylan Wright back involved more. I love the the offense. Gophers can do this. Teams, you may sleep on our Purdue. You know, because of what they did with Iowa last year, they all you know they're a teaser team. Purdue is a teaser team. You know, and and shout out to my guy, SEC Troll Grant Horton, whose team the University of Tennessee volunteers lost to the Purdue Boilermakers, still makes me laugh. But Purdue's a teaser team because they'll go down, they'll hit the road, they'll take out the number two ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, and obviously that was an overblown number two ranking, but hey, whatever. And then, you know, they come home and lay an egg. Gophers go down there, um, you know, Smack them around pretty good, whatnot. Now, Nebraska, Nebraska Northwestern game from last weekend. Props to Northwestern. First off, this was a very entertaining game. I actually wound up watching most of this game. So that was cool. You know, Scott Frost, at some point, man, it's just Nebraska fans are just going to have to ask the question when is when? I get it. I, I, you know, I'm from a state here in Minnesota that they love the 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 hometown kids and and the people from Minnesota. God forbid if you're an athlete from Minnesota, you can write your ticket, man. But I know he's a Nebraska dude. You know, I have a friend down in Florida who said, you know what, the stage just may be too big for him. I get it. He's been very close in all these one possession games. But with that being said, my friends. When is is win with Scott Frost. I don't know. Uh, again, very entertaining game. They were over in Ireland. So um, props. But, man, Nebraska is a fan base the, you know, that is still there. The whole state goes into Lincoln on the weekend or they're in front of those TVs. And, you know, the return on investment is... You know, Bo Pelini never lost fewer than nine games. I read that earlier in the week. Bo Pelini never lost more than nine games, and that was not good enough for the Husker Nation. Reap what we saw? Quite possibly, my friends. Quite possibly. Um, other than that, Indiana had a nice year a couple years ago. They really went in the tank last year. People are like, oh, "Are they going to show up in the Big Ten East?" I know they're not. Illinois, um, listen, they beat the Gophers last year. They're, you know, they may surprise one or two teams this year or be in a game that they're not supposed to be in this year. I think they're a year or two away if Bulama can stay there and and kind of keep things going. Uh, You know, Brett's, you know, he's got a lot of contacts, still an okay recruiter. Um, I don't think he's going to be the ultimate answer at Illinois, but who knows? Uh, I had a list here as well. There is a list of Heisman hopefuls from the Big Ten Conference from Sporting News. Here's who they have from our conference. Uh, we talked about C.J. Stroud, uh, Jackson S- Smith, in Gigaba. I know I probably butchered his last name. Ohio State wide receiver, Braylon Allen, running back from Wisconsin. And Trayvon Henderson, a running back from Ohio State. Keep an eye on those four early on. In your Heisman watches, Big Ten's biggest games. Let's do this. Let's talk about it. Michigan at Ohio State's November 26th. You know, that goes without saying. Wisconsin is at Iowa on November 12th. That could be a game for the uh, Western Championship. Ohio State on the road at Penn State, October 29th. Michigan State and Michigan, October 29th as well. Wisconsin at Ohio State, September 24th. Um, Let's see here. And we talked about overall, I think Ohio State is going to be the Big Ten Conference champion. Let's say they knock off the Gophers in the Big Ten Championship game. Um, But listen, until somebody on a consistent level takes out Ohio State, this is the Ohio State Conference, and everybody else is fighting. So with that, Ohio State Big Ten champs once again. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. This is Sports Done Right. Again, I want to thank my main man, Jelani Bodie. Make sure you're listening to the Wait a Minute show. And, folks, thank you again so much for listening to Sports Done Right. I want to thank 7th Avenue Pizza, Cultivated CBD, and you can find the show as usual on the Pigskin Podcast Network. When we come back next week, we're going hardcore, Vikings, Packers. It's NFL kickoff time, baby, and we are going to be all over it. We're working on guests now. I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna be on WDUZ in Green Bay. Ah, it's gonna be so much fun. Shout out to the rookie out there. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. We'll catch up next week. Peace.